Now launching podcast simulation loading podcast hollow deck in three, two, one. Holodeck, it's the after show of Mammoth Punch Out. That's right, I'm here too. Looking for who? Who's Norma? <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't listened to the episode, uh, go listen to the episode and come back here for some Mike Tyson facts. But first, let us open up the beer cooler. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. Alright, well, this beer seems appropriate. That's right. It's from. Is that Moat Mountain? Moat Mountain Brewing Company. It's their Iron Mike Pale Ale. It's very patriotic. It is. I like the Evil Knievel helmet on the side. (laughs) I like how it's called Iron Mike, but it's got Evil Knievel on the can. He's so bad, he couldn't even make it onto beer can. Well, this is a segment where we rate the beer. We rate it one through six, one being the worst, six being the best. This makes sense to everybody because it's based on a six-pack, except for one lone Canadian in Kissimmee who I ran into the other day. And he still didn't get it then. <laughs> he walked out with a four-pack. <laughs> <laughs> he said hi, and then he left. So, Sabrina, you haven't drunk much of this. We had a lot of reading. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? I wrote half of this script, and somehow Chris wasn't in it. Usually I omit Sabrina. Or know. Laura. I didn't know I was supposed to be drinking it during the middle of it. I don't always drink during the middle of it. Yeah, this is like, this is like show number five. Of the new format, and even the old format, you drunk the beer through the middle of it. Like, nothing has changed about the drinking of the beer. Why are you having so much trouble drinking beer today, Sabrina? Because I was already hungover when I got here. (laughs) Just kidding. I'll go first. So, this pale ale tastes like every other pale ale on the planet. It's okay. There's nothing really special to it. It's drinkable. The finish is okay. It's hoppy like a pale ale can be hoppy. Um, I'm going to give it a three middle of the road. If you got it, you wouldn't be disappointed, but I don't think you'd be raving about it. All right, Sabrina, who's now decided to start drinking. She just took her first sip. Let me explain how this works, because no, there's a little peek back behind the scenes. We record the main episode and drink the beer throughout the main episode. So when we come to this episode, we all have a clear cut of how the beer is going to taste, and then we can rate it. In a timely manner. However, today, today, and this has been going on for since years, the, years since the beginning of of, of the show. This we're in season five right now. <laughs> <laughs> like we're approaching two hundred episodes, but today Sabrina's decided to not drink her beer until just this second. 
So what's your rating? I don't like it. <laughs> well, then I'm glad you waited till now to try it. Well, in all fairness, I did sip it early on, like when you first mentioned the beer. And then forgot about it. And th- Yeah, because I don't think I liked it then, and I was like, oh, that's not good. But usually if you don't like the beer, you power through it anyway. Yeah. The Unless it's a coconut just- cream pie. Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> oh, that was bad. That one was awful. Live in infamy. Oh. Um... No, it just doesn't... It has a very... Dry finish? No, it's like sour and tart. Like, I don't... It doesn't... What? Your taste buds are weird. I'm getting a dry finish in mine. I'm not getting sour or tart. Yeah, It doesn't taste good. Let me try yours. It tastes like a pale ale. You poured yours like crap, too, so that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, no, try mine. (laughs) This is exciting audio as they switch (laughs) beer cups back and forth. Sabrina's not allowed to pour beer anymore. She made her. It's really she killed bad. the carbonation on her it's beer, bad. and she made it flat. It's awful. All right. Do you remember when she over this and it. when she did the overflow of the beer to start the yeah. show for her great TikTok video? That's yeah. not going to go up. That's not going to. That's not going to work. She at all. killed her beer. Really, you can kill it just by that. Try yes, it. it's flat. It's god awful. This is what it is. That's why you're supposed to tilt the glass as you well, pour. Well, I was trying to record and pour. I actually like this better. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> and now for those, since it's an audio show, Chris and Sabrina have traded beers. And Chris's rating has now gone up to a five <laughs> based upon the new beer that Sabrina destroyed. You're welcome. I mean, she put too much head on it. Would that really affect the taste it's that It's the bad? way that she poured it. I'm really good at head. <laughs> I. That's what Daniel said. And that one guy. And that other guy. And the other guy. Captain Kirk did not say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's really because the way she poured it, she poured it straight down. So it didn't give the beer time to breathe and to let all the flavors and aroma come out. In all fairness, if I would have had two hands, I would have tilted the glass. There's three of us in this room. All you had to do was ask for one of us to. She was trying to do a video for TikTok. I wasn't thinking about that. But instead of video me saying I'm shoving a corn dog (laughs) up my ass, is going up, I think. But yeah, she poured it straight down. And it just, she didn't give it time to breathe in any way. And. It was. It's, you're gonna get a bad, bad, a different taste of your beer because of that. So okay. don't do that. This well, is I a know, learning. I know moment. some beers are super important how you pour them, like Guinness and Stella. Yes, and there's some others. Like yes. I would say, pour all beers. Like you should be tilting the glass, and there should be like a quarter inch ahead on the beer, no matter what, because that frees up the aroma for you to get those notes that you should be and the flavor palette also it helps the body it'll make you less gaseous so you're not going to be as burpy as sabrina after a few cucumber sandwiches yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah when i buy my 36 pack of schlitz i always try to pour it (laughs) in such a way as so what's your rating on my glass that one i could like i could do three on that one Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is a three glass. <laughs> and your glass was one. A one. A one. Okay. But for you, it's a five. Now I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna hold with three as well. Oh, okay. Mine was bad. I want to get out of space. 
<laughs> and you guys are stuck with me. The empty chair over there. I, I need I need the balance. Do you need <laughs> but you keep telling me you need space. It's the final frontier. <laughs> All right, beer master. I like it. It's got a good taste to it. It's a dry hop. It's a double dry hop pale ale, so it finishes dry. No, it's uh, I like it. Good flavor profile. It's crisp at first, and then it's got a dry finish at the end. Overall, it's very much a stereotypical pale ale. Nothing special about it, but drinkability-wise, it's up there, too, because I like those types of beers. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. As long as it wasn't mine. Yeah, I'm not letting you pour my beer anymore. I've never poured your beer. And now today proved why. Well, now that I'm a professional bartender, I can start pouring the beer. He was behind the bar once. He poured one beer, and he's professional. It was a highlight. And the person didn't complain. I also made a fishbowl drink, which is like four different types of liquors, uh, boba, and Swedish fish. Did they ask why there was paper in the (laughs) fishbowl? Paper? Yeah. All the facts that were in that fishbowl that you poured. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. Speaking of fishbowl facts, why don't we discuss some... Interesting facts about Mike Tyson, since he's our subject. Michael Gerard Tyson was born on June 30th, 1966, and he competed from 1985 to 2005. I'm not a big boxing fan. I like boxing movies, but I don't understand the scoring. I think that's one of the reasons why. It's all about how many punches you hit, like how hard, like where on the body you got them, like where they land. Yeah, I I get that, but... Headshot's going to get you more points. Right. I don't know how they, like, see all of that. That's why there's, like, multiple... That's why there's multiple judges. judges. You know, you have your fair guy, you have your Vegas guy, and then the French judge. No, it's the Russian one you got to worry about. I thought it was always the French judge. the Russian one. Oh. He's always eating macaroons. Uh, I gotta watch more figure skating movies. Mm-hmm. I knew the cutting edge. I missed something. In it. I yeah. love the cutting edge. That's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Topic. Topic. <laughs> That's the only figure skating movie I know. <laughs> what is that? Blades the of move? Glory. Oh yeah, Blades yeah. of Glory. Not as good as Cutting Edge. No, it's definitely not. What is the movie that the skate to one song and one song only? <laughs> the my humps by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> The Chipango, no, what is it? The something twist? The Oh, I forget the, which we never did, the spoiler alert, we never really did see this move. They they tout this move is going to win this competition the entire movie, and then they perform the move at the very end, and it's just a blur of nothing. Is this the cutting edge? Yes. You're doing a 30-year-old spoiler right now, and you're giving a spoiler (laughs) alert? Yeah, because... It's not like, hey, for those of you that haven't watched Loki Episode 2 yet... I watched it today. I haven't. I did, too. But, you know, it's not like something that just came out. It's a 30-year-old movie! But somebody could have been listening and said, oh, I didn't even know this movie existed. I'm going to go watch it. But now I'm not, because Chris just spoiled the ending. So that was your chance to... (laughs) duck out of the podcast and duck back in later. Spoiler alert, Jaws 4. He does get some revenge. (laughs) There's four Jaws movies? Yeah, there's Jaws 1, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and Jaws 4. The Revenge. 
It but took him four movies. Doesn't he die in the first? He <gasps> dies in all of them. It's in all of them. Doesn't matter. And how does he keep coming back? What is he, Jesus? Shark Scout. <sighs> he doesn't die and then rise three days later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me bury this shark in this cavern over here. It's all about <laughs> the ascension. I loved that tag team. Well, now they're the awakening because they've ascended. So now they're the awakening. Dream tag team to work with. Maybe I'll get to do that one day. See, Hopefully they go. listen to the podcast. I don't know what happened to D.B. Mm-hmm. Sweeney, but let's go into the next. Uh, D.B. Sweeney was on Lost. Was he? I want to say he was on Lost. He I had don't a small think part he was. No, no, I know I he was on a TV it. show at one point, like. But it was a long time ago. But, yeah, he pretty much disappeared. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, he was, like, hot for a minute. And then... You know what's the best part is you type him in on IMDb, and his first credit is The Cutting Edge. <laughs> That's his best movie. Known for The Cutting Edge. <laughs> I think he was in a, a World War One or is Two movie the... as well. Was where he's flying dad? in an airplane. Was that who that was? The dad? No, that was the hockey player who had to turn figure skater. He was in Taken 2. Oh. Was he? And he was on Castle... Oh, he was on 24. Yeah, he did a lot of... Ge- he's been doing a lot of guest spots on TV. Well, that's fine. At least he's still working. All right, next Mike Tyson fact. He's nicknamed I Am Mike and Kid Dynamite in his earlier career and later was known as the best man on the planet. Are you into boxing, Joe? I do like boxing. I like certain... There are certain boxers I do like to follow. Um, I haven't really cared about heavyweight boxing since Tyson retired. Um, I liked Floyd Mayweather. He's fun to watch, but he typically just goes the distance. He's not known for his knockouts. Like Hercules. That's right. So, but I don't, I don't go out of the way to order boxing on pay-per-view. But if I know somebody that's having like a get together, like something like that, or can stream it in some way, I will sit and watch it. MMA killed boxing essentially. So I never really watched UFC MMA took over. And they started getting all the different fighters in there that people could follow. Boxing has definitely taken a back seat over the years. Also, with the rise in concussion issues that people have seen, there more people are hesitant to get into boxing. Yeah. So, but I am that person. I will go see Creed three when it comes out. I've watched every Rocky and Creed movie. I own them all, whether it's streaming or Blu-ray. Who do you think would win in a fight? Sylvester Stallone, Jake Gyllenhaal, or Christian Bale? Stallone. I saw Southpaw, but still, nah. Going with Stallone. Rocky all the way. I'll take Michael B. Jordan for the win. Make it a four-way. Michael B. Jordan gets the win. That's what I know about boxing. Is whatever pop culture has. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan is the new boxing guy as Adonis Creed. And he does a great job in those movies. I haven't seen the Creed movies yet. They're on the list to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it. No streaming service has it that I know about. I'll lend them to you. That's 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 where I do all my movies now. I'm loving the HBO Max releasing them early and, and Amazon Prime had it on there for a while. I know that Amazon Prime does it and uh, Netflix does it too. So yeah, the first Creed movie was really good. I liked the way they did that. The last one I really enjoyed too. But then again, Rocky Four is my favorite in the franchise. Dolph Lundgren. I got the impression that the Creed movies were less... I, I don't want to say cheesy, because the Rocky movies are cheesy in a great way. They hit that cheesiness, but not entirely. Like, they are definitely more serious. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, they seem yes, way more exactly, serious. You, you are I don't absolutely think it's, right. 
they're not cheesy as so much as sentimental. Like they know how to pull on the heartstrings of rooting for the end. Well, there's a lot of flair and showmanship in a Rocky movie. I mean, you boxers got, are like that. That's how yeah. they were. I mean, look at Tyson. I mean, Tyson, Ollie. the press conferences were great. Yeah. You know, him going there and, like, reporters, said, he's just like, I'm going to eat your children. Just, like, they just said whatever they felt and just went with it and went, oh, yeah, this is that persona. Now i got to keep it going. Well, that's because Mike Tyson's a little crazy. I know, and then he started solving mysteries with a pigeon. <laughs> I loved that show. <laughs> Mike Tyson's Mysteries? It was a cartoon. It was on Adult Swim, and he solved mysteries with Norm MacDonald as a pigeon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was in the style of, like, oh the God. Space Ghost Coast to Coast yes. and uh, La- Lab C20, whatever. Yeah, C-Lab 2021. C- yeah. yeah All a- those. Yeah. So good. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. All right. Next fact. Mike Tyson sends a Van Gogh to Evander Holyfield every year for Christmas to make up for biting his ear. (laughs) Wow, it's amazing how you are able to read without any words on the paper. (laughs) It's on there. It's right under Tyson reigned as the undisputed world heavyweight champion from 1987 to 1990. He won his first 19 professional fights by knockout, 12 of them in the first round. Yeah, it's right under there. Right under there. I cut and paste. I obviously cut and pasted that fact, too. Yeah. So right, right after that, it's by the age of 13, he had been arrested 38 <laughs> times. If Mike Tyson was able to box Madame Muhammad Ali, <clears throat> prime <clears throat> Muhammad Ali, who do you think would win? God, that would be one hell of a fight. As much as I like Tyson, I do like Ali, too. I'm going, how many rounds are we giving them? I don't know. How, uh, how does it work? Ten rounds? Yeah. Ten rounds? I would take 150 rounds. Because I got. Mm. I would think I would give it to Ali just because he has faster Ali's footwork. Ali's got the height. He's got the height. He's, He's got, got the, the height. faster footwork. He's got the height. <clears throat> um, Tyson's going to have the punching power. Like, Tyson's definitely the stronger out of the two, right. I think, punch wise. But I would go nine rounds, Ali, TKO. Yeah, that seems fair. I think it would go oh, almost the way, but I mean, I would, it could potentially go the distance. I would say all 10 rounds and by decision. It could go by the distance, by decision, but best option, Ali, TKO, ninth round. Yeah. What if we did five rounds of boxing, one round of an improv game, and one round of who can eat the hottest chicken wings? Ooh. Who would win? Uh, Me. <laughs> <laughs> Against who? Oh, I thought this was just in the room. No. <laughs> this is. I would take you on the improv round. I'm definitely taking the chicken wing round. No, this too. is Muhammad Ali wing. versus Mike Tyson. No, um, I think that Tyson will take that one. <laughs> I think because Tyson will take the improv round. <laughs> I don't. I don't know because Ali could give it right back to. He could. But I'm taking Tyson because Tyson just didn't care. <laughs> Ali had that in the back of his mind. He still somewhat yeah. cared. Tyson didn't care when he said something. Like, he just said it. And yeah. then it's like years later, he was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm sorry I said that. Like, That's true. But I'd give Ali the boxing rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's taking the boxing. Yeah. Tyson's taking the next two. Tyson gets everything else. Okay. Yeah. George Foreman's winning the chicken wing round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George Foreman. With his 13 sons named George. (laughs) And his one daughter, Georgette. And his grill. And each of them are carrying a grill. Oh, my God. I forgot he fought. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, I never even knew he was a fighter till after I oh bought his Oh my god. I don't remember George Foreman ever fighting. I mean, I'm I sure do. it's an age thing. But I do. I remember. I think I'm like me getting into boxing was a little too late because I was, I was all about Holyfield, Tyson, um, Lennox Lewis. I think I think Foreman came in at the end there to do it again, but before he did that match, I never really realized it. He was all that. He was always that guy doing the infomercials and stuff like that for yeah. whatever product he was like trying to get off the ground. Well, that's he actually got kicked out of boxing because his last match he hit he had two grills in his boxing glove. I believe that. <laughs> you know you should never step on a Foreman grill. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Foreman's last match was 1997. Yeah. But seriously, he was doing infomercials before that. And like when you watch boxing, like there's so much time between matches and stuff like that. Like De La Hoya was great to watch. Manny Pacquiao is good to watch. Like, the, But none of them, like we don't have a great heavyweight boxer right now Jake no. Paul Jake Paul is not a heavyweight <laughs> I don't know he just he fought Mayweather I don't know what they are I I'll think it was his brother Logan Paul I don't know either way I'm going to hand it to whichever Paul took on Mayweather because at least he's taken on legitimate people knowing he's most likely going to lose but at least he's going out there and doing that his brother's like yeah I'll take on the homeless guy over in the corner <laughs> of 45th yeah look at how I knocked him out in the second round and then you just go well it took you two rounds and he's you know you beat Hobo Joe up come on yeah I, didn't, I don't I don't know much about that all their boxing stuff I just happened to see you know what's useless information that keeps coming across my uh, Google news feed is J-Lo and Ben Affleck getting back together. Every day I'm getting an update on this, and I'm like, I don't remember ever... She needs that sixth Infinity Stone. I don't remember ever (laughs) the algorithm ever pairing me up with this two story. Like, I don't care. But every day I'm inundated in my inbox with J-Lo and Ben Affleck facts. It's really disturbing. You need a Jennifer. Huh? It's a Jennifer. It's a Benifer. Yeah. Well, back to fishbowl facts. <laughs> Claiming his first belt at 20 years, 4 months, and 22 days old, Tyson holds the record as the youngest boxer ever to win a heavyweight title. I'm surprised it took him that long to buy a belt. <laughs> like, I needed a belt at age 6. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about boxing. I gotta, I gotta work in with what I know. Fashion. Oh. And then after- <laughs> And Ben Affleck and and and, uh, and Jennifer Jay- Hudson. <laughs> here, here you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Among his signature moves was a right hook to his opponent's body, followed by a right uppercut to his opponent's chin. Lorenzo Boyd, Jesse Ferguson, and Jose Rebelta were each knocked down by this combination. You know what my yeah. signature move would be to okay. faint before the, <laughs> before the bell rang. I take my chances. Be like Glass Joe in that ring. I don't care. Yeah. I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm gonna try. Womp, womp. Well, yeah. If womp, the money's womp. right, you can you can beat up my face all day long. Speaking of which, who is more unstoppable in video game form, Mike Tyson in Punch Out or Tiger Bo Wolf. Jackson in Techno Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them were so hard. Like if you faced Bo Jackson, you were done. You by the time you got to Mike Tyson, you were done. <laughs> I was done way before Mike Tyson. I was really bad at Punch Out, like super bad. 
Start you with Glass Joe. One punch, you're done. Glass Joe's done. I can do Glass Joe. I think I get up to the third guy. Who's the third guy? Wasn't it the Irish dude with the mustache? Um, I don't remember. Wasn't one of them had tiger or something? Yeah, there was the the tiger guy, and then there was I think the I Japanese that's, dude. That's not in Fishbowl Facts. I don't know. We don't have all the characters here. I think I got up to the tiger that. guy. And then there's the hippo guy. Oh, yeah. King the Hippo. Can, King Hippo who King can't Hippo. keep his pants up. Yeah. And you had to keep punching him in his gut. You had to get yeah. him, like, right in. And he had the Audi for a belly button. Yeah, that's yeah, where you had to had hit had him the, every time. And he had the X on the belly button. Yeah. If I remember right, there was a way to beat Mike Tyson by watching the crowd. There's, like, one of the crowd members, when he did something, then that's when I he think punched right. Mike Tyson. And then you could, you, could get, you could knock him out eventually. I don't. I don't know. Piston Hondo, Great Tiger. Man, these are all like newer ones. I want the old school. Here we go. What do we got here? Do you remember what is it? Is it Running Bull or? I don't know. Piston Hondo is what happens to me if I drink too much in my Toyota. <laughs> what? <Got> nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. That's why he had to switch to a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> he peed in the Kia. <laughs> Ikea sells furniture. Chris is building his own car now. He just bought it at Ikea. Yes. It didn't come with all the screws. I'm really pissed. Piston. Piston cup. Ka-chow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, she's looking that up. Let's do another all right. fact. On June 12, 2011, Tyson was inducted to the International Boxing Hall of Fame alongside legendary Mexican champion Julio Cesar Chavez, light welterweight champion Costia Su. <coughs> zoo. Uh, I don't know. A zoo. Yeah. And actor, screenwriter, Sylvester Stallone. That's right. Nice. I don't think everyone realizes that Stallone wrote that movie, too. Oh, Rocky? Yeah. He wrote and directed it, I believe, the first one. Yeah. And he's, he's written every single one. Has he written every single I one? I want to say he's written all of them, pretty much. But yeah, like my, one of my favorite Stallone things is when like nobody expected Rocky to be such a big hit. And it got nominated for all those Academy Awards. And the guy walked up to him, and one of those big screenwriters at the time said, Enjoy it while it lasts. You're not winning tonight. And he was just like, Oh, I guess I'm, you know, this is <laughs> He also but, wrote the porn movie he was in. I don't even want to know what's going on. <laughs> no, it's all right, next fact. Huh. Oh, so here's the. So the first one you fight is Glass Joe. I can beat him. Von Kaiser. I Von can, Kaiser. I could beat him. Then Piston Honda's the third one. Is that the tiger guy? No. That is the... Uh, Do you look like a sheik? No. It's like the Japanese guy with the eyebrows. Oh, I could beat him. Yeah. I could then, also beat a Japanese uh, guy without eyebrows. The, fair enough. I think that's big bald, though. And then there's Don Flamenco. Is that who the carries guy? the... He puts, like, the rose in his teeth. That's no. who I'm thinking of, I yeah. think. And I then King don't Hippo. Think I could beat him. And then Great Tiger. That is the the tiger guy. No, I was out turban. earlier than that. So I can make it through that one. And then Bald Bull. I can take him. Piston Honda again. Then Soda Popinski is one of my favorite guys. And he turns like bright red when he gets overexcited. And then Bald Me Bull too. again. <laughs> then Don Flamenco, Mr. Sandman. Super Macho Man, and then it comes in with Mike Tyson. Ooh, yeah. 
Gonna take you off the top rope. Elizabeth. Beat you Yeah, I don't think I ever made it to Mr. Sandman. I don't think I beat Don Flamenco for the twice. Like, I'll have to go back and try again, but. If you beat Mr. Sandman, he gives you a dream. <laughs> well, his special move is called Dreamland Express, so there you go. There you are. I've been on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, next fact. In 1990, Tyson lost his titles to underdog Buster Douglas in one of the biggest upsets in history when he was knocked out in the 10th round. Buster yeah. Douglas, the silent film actor? Yeah, yes. the one and the same. Really? Now Could be. What's his face? Did I don't wrestling? Know, but he never talked about it, so we're not sure. Lockie, I can't think of his name for some reason. Andy Garcia, not Andy Garcia. <laughs> I was like, Andy Garcia was in wrestling. I don't yeah. remember that. Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Can we even say that was actually wrestling, though? Uh, yeah, he did it with Jerry Lawler. I was gonna say because he wasn't actually Andy Kaufman; he was the other guy. So did Tyson lose anything for biting the ear off of that guy? He got. Um, Disqualified. That's it. Yeah, Tyson lost the WBA yeah. title to Amanda Holyfield by an 11th round stoppage. Their 97 rematch ended when Tyson was disqualified for biting Holyfield's ear. One bite notoriously being strong enough to remove a portion of his right ear. Yeah, I Which, saw the pictures. It was pretty gross. I watched that fight. But he didn't lose, like, he didn't get fined. He didn't lose any titles. Um, nothing. Just basically. I don't remember if he got fined, to be honest. Considered a cannibal. That was it. I think he was suspended. Yeah. And he had to give Holyfield, like, a, a formal apology. A Van Gogh every year. Yes, a Van Gogh. See? Every single Told year. So. That, that could add up. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't cheap. Maybe you just got him prints. Not prints. I was going to say, like... Prints. Van Gogh prints. Lots of sunflowers. All right, next next fact. Tyson made his professional debut as an 18-year-old on March 6, 1985, in Albany, New York. He defeated Hector Mercedes via first-round TKO. Yeah, so he competed first at 18, and then he was a heavyweight champion by the age of 20. 20. Like, he moved up real fast. All that macaroni and cheese. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what got him there. <laughs> yep. Did you know that after witnessing one of Tyson's fights, Nintendo of America President Minoru Arakawa was impressed by the fighter's power and skill, prompting him to suggest Tyson be included in the upcoming Nintendo Entertainment System port of the Punch-Out! arcade game. That's how he got Punch-Out! Yep. I'm surprised Punch-Out! didn't include Mario. It did. He was the referee. He was the ref. Oh, he was the ref. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. It's been a long time. Yeah, he was the ref. Yeah, because I remember the first time I played, I was like, "Why is Mario, Mario the referee?" I thought he was a yeah. plumber. <laughs> I'm like, "What? Wow, he's really moving around. He's, he's moving up in the world." The princess is like, "You need to get a real job. I'd be coming for free." They chose Mario because he can count past three. <laughs> oh. oh, so wrong. So, sometimes past two. <laughs> Tyson's emerging boxing ability was discovered in juvie by Bobby Stewart, a juvenile detention center counselor and former boxer. He was in juvie? Yeah. That's the takeaway. Yeah. He I had got. been arrested 38 times oh, by yeah, the time he was right. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Was that before or after the face tattoo? Before. <laughs> Though Mike Tyson is really one of the first main people, like to major people, to get a face, face tattoo. tattoo. I remember when he got that. Like, everybody's like, what did he do? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I yeah. would never get a face tattoo, even if I knew I could make money, not in what? like a regular standard job. If, but no, your face tattoo was a full beard. I might consider it, <laughs> especially on the sides. But then, if I wanted to not have a beard and I shaved it all off, I would still have side beard. <laughs> it would be like the mutton chops. <laughs> so I'm not sure that would work. This is why I don't have a beard. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. It's going on two years. It's almost filled in. <laughs> I have to shave mine every day. <laughs> I'm starting to get to my Viking uh, roots now. It's been two days. I think I just hit four o'clock, Shadow. <laughs> By tomorrow morning, I'll have five o'clock. <laughs> in six months, I had five o'clock, Shadow. Oh, my goodness. He became the first heavyweight to own all three major belts, WBA, WBC, and IBF at the same time. But did he have the International Continental Champion? Oh, the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship's the greatest belt in all of wrestling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I always thought that was like a throwaway belt to like, we want you to stick around so we're giving you this belt. Oh, it's the, um, it's the total mid-card belt. It's, that belt is there to show you who the next guy should be. Yeah. That is what it's there for. It's, it's like, like, you're not going to be the champion, but we want yet. you to have a belt. It's a we think you can be champ belt. So it's a promise ring of belts? It is the promise ring of belts, essentially. <laughs> but it looks cooler than the actual title. Speaking of titles, you guys know I won the Podfix Hot Wheel Championship race, right? It was rigged. Did I beat anybody? No. Damn it. You were car, in the outside lane. If you were in the outside lane, you lost. I wasn't in the outside lane Mr. Every time. Shopping Cart over here, the only time he was ever <laughs> in the outside lane was in the championship race. My car was a All the names cart. that were listed there, the, it was a rigged race. All the big wigs of Podfix made it to the further round. <laughs> Us minor people, <laughs> we were the red shirts of this race, Sabrina. Red shirts. I'm wearing a red shirt. Exactly. Because you know you're typecasted now. It's That's true. right. We're just minor bit players. It's like being on SNL. It's like, yeah, here's Dana Carvey. Here's this person. And also including, and you don't even, it's just a picture. It's like a Polaroid. You don't get to do the cool like, hey, look, here I am buying popcorn on New York. No. Yeah, that was us. Not Mr. I run the pod fix. It was rigged. Hey, you know, when you have the marquee name, you need to, that's how you bring in the viewers, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm still waiting. <laughs> You know, I was really kind of upset that I got the shopping cart, and then I saw that I didn't get the poop wagon, and I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Italian job, and I did not Jason Statham it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nick, we got any more Tyson facts? Any uh, interesting ones? Uh, do we want to talk about how he was arrested in 1991? Yeah. Tyson was arrested in July 1991 for the rape of 18-year-old Desiree Washington. Oh, yeah. Miss Black, Rhode yeah. Island, in an Indianapolis hotel room. Yeah. D didn't he do butt stuff? Uh, he went to jail. That's the one thing I really remember is him going to jail. Yeah. Oh, that was, was, that was Kobe. It was um, corroborated. That was Ja Rule who did the butt stuff. <laughs> uh, it was corroborated by um, Tyson's chauffeur and the ER doctors. Was he married to Robin that, Gibbons um, at that point? Mm, I think things had already been on the outs with her. 
And because I want to say he wind up divorcing her like late 80s, early 90s. Like right at the peak of his career. Who knew that Mike Tyson would have staying power and Robin Givens would disappear? Exactly. See, look at him. He has no idea. Why do you have a puzzled look? What's the last thing Robin Givens has done? Do I need to look Howard up who Stern. that is? Isn't that Howard Stern's right-hand lady? No, that's not. Oh, yeah, but that's not... Maybe Robin somebody. Who is Mike Tyson's... That's Robin not the Gibbons. same person. Robin Givens. And who's who's Howard Stern's hey, sidekick? Wasn't that who? Maybe they both have the same name. Ah, uh, because she was on Head of Class. Yeah, it's not the same person. Okay. If they have the same name, it's not. The I'm same I'm person. probably think like the Howard Stern one. I know is Robin something. I'm probably close to that. I don't know. Yeah, Mike Tyson career resurgence hangover. Yeah. You guys came and stole my tiger. And there's like a documentary coming out about him. This is my favorite part of that song. Oh my god. Put him, put him, bum, 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 bum. And then he had the cartoon. Yep. And uh, yeah, he pops up every now and then. He's. In July 2020, Mike Tyson announced the creation of Mike Tyson's Legends Only League. Tyson formed the league in partnership with Sophie Watson, her company, Eros Innovations. The league provides retired professional athletes the opportunity to compete in their respective sport. On November 28, 2020, Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. at the Staples Center in the first event produced under Legends Only League. The event received largely positive reviews and was the highest-selling pay-per-view event of 2020, which ranks in the top 10 for pay-per-view purchases events all time. So it's like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's like... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sure. It's just as disappointing. I know that they were trying to get him and Holyfield to fight again, fight again. in that. Yeah. Holyfield but Holyfield has like, said no. no. And Mike Tyson even said, I promise not to bite you. Yeah. That's Robin Gibbons. Oh. Yeah. She was on uh, She was on the Cosby show for a little bit. Um, she's now on like Riverdale as Sierra McCoy. There you go. She's still around. Riverdale's big. Yeah. People were fighting for the role of Moose. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Howard Stern. There's Baba Booey. Yes, but he had a female yes. co-host as well. Yeah, but Robin Givens um, accused Mike Tyson of basically domestic abuse, like while on air with Robin Quivers. Thank you. See, it was close. <laughs> well, I thought Sabrina was going to bring us back the answer because she was on her phone for the last twenty minutes. But you never brought us back an answer. Did you get sidetracked? What was I supposed to be looking up? <laughs> the, the sidekick on the Howard Stern show. Oh, I didn't realize I was actually supposed to be... I was looking up Robin Givens is what I was looking up. Oh, because when we asked that question, you picked up your phone and started doing the finger yeah. stuff. Yes, because I looked up Robin Givens. Uh, well, we knew who I Robin Givens was. Well, I wasn't sure JL knew who it was. He would have when he saw her. And that's why I looked her up. <laughs> do we have any more Mike Tyson facts? I have plenty. I can go all night. Let's do... I can do this all day. <laughs> Let's do three more. Oh, good. That's all I have left. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could go all night. Uh, mm. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else. I'm not going to say who. Me. <laughs> He's talking to me. No. In 1992, Tyson was convicted of rape and sentenced to six years in prison, although he was released on parole after three years. That seems pretty accurate. Uh, standard for most <laughs> that celebrities. That seems very Vince Neal-ish. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I can't wait till we do our Motley Crue episode. Robert Downey <laughs> I'm gonna Jr. I'm going to be Vince Neil. My voice is going to get worse as the episode goes on. Oh, my goodness. We'll just kickstart your heart. That yeah. was Nikki Six. It's about him and his heroin overdose. Still the same band. Yeah, I know. Chris is going to play Mick Mars. He never talks. <laughs> <laughs> now, Laura should play Mick Mars. Yes. <laughs> So, Tyson engaged in a series of comeback fights, regaining the WBA and WBC titles in 96 to join Floyd Patterson, Muhammad Ali, Tim Witherspoon, Evander Holyfield, and George Foreman as the only men in boxing history to have regained a heavyweight championship after losing it. So he fought women? WBA? <laughs> That's WNBA. <laughs> women's, Get your women's Boxing Association? No wonder you got that title. <laughs> That's not true. I was going to say, because uh, Ali's daughter would beat the sh out of it. Do you think Ali's daughter would beat Mike Tyson? Now. Well, yeah, because Mike Tyson's what? I don't know. They're pretty close in age. Layla Ali? Yeah. She's like, what, her like early 40s mm. at this point? Tyson's in his, like, there's probably a 10-year gap, I would say. And I'm not going by a yeah. sexist thing. I'm going by body mass. And she also Tyson's a huge guy. Like huge. Yeah, but she, she has a very similar fighting style to her father. She floats like a butterfly. Yeah. I don't know. Be interesting. Yeah. We don't do intergender in boxing. This isn't pro wrestling. <laughs> Tyson had three fights in 1988. He faced Larry Holmes on January 22nd, 1988, and defeated the legendary former champion by KO in the fourth round. This was the only knockout loss. Holmes suffered in 75 professional bouts. Wow. Because I'm the best man on the planet. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Like, I am Mike Tyson. Knock out his opponents generally quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That was his thing. Uh, five rounds. And people would get mad when they bought their pay-per-views. Yeah, because there were some rounds he would knock them out within 31 seconds. But yeah. here's the thing, is that now people are upset when they buy, like, a Floyd Mayweather match. Yeah. And it goes, it goes the 10 rounds. And, and they're like, it's taking too long. Yeah. And these are the same people that complain that Tyson's ones were too short. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a middle ground between 31 no, seconds. No, there is no middle ground. People just like to complain. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well. That is true. Yeah. In the Heights. I am just I will tell you, anytime I've ever purchased a Mayweather fight, I've always sat there going, watch the undercard, and I know at least when I'm getting the Mayweather main event, it's probably gonna go the distance. Yeah. So at least I'm getting my money's worth in the sixty five, whatever, seventy five dollars that I just spent on a four or five hour boxing pay per view. Yeah. Well, that's because you're on your way. Home sweet home? No. Hercules again. Another Hercules reference. Oh, you said... I thought we were going back to Motley Crue. No. We're going back to Hercules. We started with Hercules. We're ending with Hercules. Who do you think would win in a fight? Hercules or Mike Tyson? Danny DeVito. <laughs> Poor Danny DeVito in Hercules. They should have made him a tall character. No, nah, they typed... They, nope. That was total typecasting right there. They made him a short character. And he's such a great actor. He deserves, in cartoon form, to be a tall character. Nope. Instead, he just looks like Danny DeVito with horns. <laughs> so do I. The way that they're making all these live-action ones, that's this is one of the few times I got to agree with fan casting. If we're going to do a Hercules one, can we just cast Danny DeVito already and just put him in that role? They can't cast the same guy. Why? They gave James Earl Jones Mufasa again. And that was technically, finger quote, live-action. <laughs> was he Mufasa again? Yes. Yes. 
Because I said, yeah, James Earl Jones and Donald Glover sold. The only way it could be any better is if we got Billy D. Williams to play Scar. Oh, now there would have been a movie. Watching them fight. No, I'm the better Lando. Mm, oh no, God. I'm the better Lando. And it ends with uh, them walking away into the Pride Lands and the sunset, all with a Colt 45 that was sponsored by Billy D. Oh I don't know why when you said Billy D. Williams a scar, I pictured Billy Idol a scar. Right! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of people that should have gotten into acting, Billy Idol now. That oh would have been God. fun to watch. I'm sure he can't act for shit he after was, watching The Wedding Singer. I was gonna after say. watching The Wedding Singer, but him tackling a whole role where he's not playing himself, I would have loved to have watched. That probably would have been great. Yeah, probably like it's made Billy Idol. Playing Billy King Idol, who's not Billy Idol. Way better. The live action. Make him Pumbaa instead of Seth Rogen. Oh, my God. And then Nakuda Matata. He was Pumbaa. Not in front of the... I didn't think Seth Rogen did that bad a job. All right. Maybe we switch him to Timon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Billy Idol and Seth Rogen as po- Timon and Pumbaa. Yes. There's casting. <laughs> Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Roy. Roy. <laughs> 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 I would have understood why Simba never wanted to come back to the Pride Lands then. <laughs> All right. Did you see the story of the little girl who got the death scene Mufasa cake? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. She, she got, for her birthday. <laughs> I died. I freaking died. <laughs> she requested the death scene from The Lion <laughs> King because she thought everyone would be too sad to eat the cake. <laughs> So and she would have it she all would have to, the whole cake to herself. <laughs> and there's pictures of the cake online. If you haven't seen it, go yes. Google it. Because there's Mufasa and Dangling. all his Bondu yep. glory laying dead next to the cake. Yeah. It's amazing. It really kind of is. And little Simba is over top of the cake looking down <laughs> at his dead dad. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> kid's smart though yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's my cake <laughs> <laughs> legit man like, and they invited billy idol to the birthday party rock on but all they got was billy eilish and people were happier <laughs> <laughs> who's now blonde and has a neck tattoo oh why why would you do that to yourself it's I know a you step have a up from a face Sabrina. tattoo. <laughs> I don't understand that's just it neck and face tattoos i don't understand i no. feel it would, like that would just be like, really painful. Yeah, like there's a wrestler I like, Cody Rhodes, and all like, anybody does, because he got his logo tattooed on his neck, and it's like, oh yeah, you can just see him talking, he's like, I'm going to get my logo tattooed on me. Cool. Alright, that's great. Thinking it's going to be on his arm or something yeah. like that. And he comes home, and it's on his neck, and you just go, ugh! Every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, look at him, I'll dress nice. Oh, look at that oh, awful looking is. tattoo. Why did you do that tattoo? You know how... You know the barometer for not getting a neck tattoo is to look at George Clooney's neck tattoo and from dusk to dawn. It doesn't look good on him. Beautiful, beautiful man. It's not going to look good on you. And he had like the full on sleeve in that too because it connected sleeve, yes. everything. Like just like, yeah, I love that movie too. That's a great movie. It's an underrated movie. I don't know if I've seen it. Oh, we'll watch it. It's so good. It's- Cheech Marin introducing uh, the, the bar that they're going into is probably like one of the best parts ever. Yeah, it's... It's uh, it's one you gotta watch twice because it it takes you off guard, because it goes from this 
not it's necessarily serious, but it goes... It's a heist movie to start off, and yeah. then it turns into the vampire movie. Yeah, it, it's like a what? like a straightforward... Oh, because it seems scary, so I wouldn't have watched it's it. It's not scary. It's not. Well, I mean, I just see when you see, like, vampires... There are two things you remember from that movie. It has machete Clooney's in neck it, tattoo too. and Salma Hayek dancing. I was going to say, is that... Is that her? Yes, yeah, Selma Hayek, who hasn't aged in, yeah. You know what else I remember from that movie? Uh, killing the vampires with the table legs. They flip the table over, and they stick yes. on the four table legs. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's such a fun movie. It's a good movie. It just, it, it, it throws you a little bit at first. Because it goes in one direction and then makes a 180. Yeah. The makeup in it is awesome because Tom Savini did the makeup for it and he acts in the movie at the same time. What is that? It's a vampire. It looks like a pig. It's a vampire. Like pig. it looks like. None of the vampires like, look the same. It looks like, like that's like from like Teenage Mutant like yeah, but off a of Rocksteady. Yeah, but none of the vampires look the same, which is yeah. great. So all of them look that's different tricky. in some way. Oh, Whoa. look, there's Machete. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. I forget his name. I always forget his Danny name. Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, Danny Trejo. I don't know why I always forget his name. I just call him Michelle. I don't know why. I can't wait till we do the Danny Trejo episode. <laughs> oh can't wait. They, they need to make that third Machete movie. There's Tom Savini. Right there? Yeah, with his cod piece. His gun cod piece. Like, that was, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just crazy, stupid stuff, because you just go, oh, it's the oh, 90s. Yeah. We're just going to go overblown on everything. It's well, it's campy. So it's not is scary. Tarantino, is it a Tarantino movie, or he just was in it? He's or? in it because he's, like, best friends with Robert Rodriguez. I Robert Rodriguez wrote and directed it. I want to say Tarantino produced and starred in it as, like, a favor, like, to him. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever seen, like, Quentin Tarantino act. It's okay. <laughs> you don't. It's okay. I mean, I didn't know Tarantino's greatest did. greatest role acting is playing the dancing Elvis in the Golden Girls. He plays an Elvis impersonator on an episode of the Golden Girls. I didn't realize that was him for some reason. I didn't think he did too bad, except for uh, Django Unchained. He was awful in that. But otherwise, he's okay. Was he in that one too? Yeah. God, See, I, I blocked that one out. out. I liked him in Pulp Fiction acting. Yeah, he did okay. his role is okay. He's the heroin dealer. Or no, he's a he's the one with the shot in the heart or whatever like that. Like, he might or, make cameos in all his movies. Something. I know he does something. At, no, that's Eric Stoltz who's the heroin dealer. Was he in Reservoir Dogs? No. Yes. Yeah. He's but, like um, M. Night Shyamalan. He plays the one that helps clean up the car, and they have to get the car out of there before his wife comes home. Yeah, he's like that's M. It. M. Night Shyamalan ding dong. He makes a, a cameo. Love Tarantino. I watch all his stuff. I enjoy Kill Bill. I think the only ones he didn't he didn't do a cameo in Kill Bill. I know that. I can't wait till we do a Quentin Tarantino episode. <laughs> we we probably should. If we do one, it's going to be an E all the way around. You know what movie Why I didn't the, like? Would it be an E? <laughs> was there is there is it's going to be uh, expletives everywhere. Yeah. Grindhouse was not good. <gasps> Planet Terror was good, but the other one was not good. Death Proof. I love Death Proof. It's like uh, Bullet, but horror. It's like. Reservoir Dogs is good. Uh, two hours of talking, and that's it. So good. I love it's, both of them. No. That was an experience. Like, that was one that you had to go to a theater to watch. Wait a minute. The did, Grindhouse experience. Because without do, that, we wouldn't have Machete. Did he do Little Nicky? Mm, as an actor? Well, it's either as an actor or as a director. No, he might have helped write it. Who knows? I don't think he directed it. No, it's Stephen Soderbergh. Brill. Oh. I can't see him. I can't see Adam Sandler and Quentin Tarantino in the same universe. I don't know who 
He acted in it. All right. Well, since we far flung from Mike Tyson. Yeah. That's not true. Mike Tyson was also in movies. Okay. The Hangover. Both of them. The whole point was, if George Clooney can't pull off a neck tattoo, you can't either. That's right. I stand by my words, and I'm sorry if you have a neck tattoo listening to this. That was your choice. Now I'm going to have to cover mine up. Thanks, Chris. You don't have a neck tattoo. As far as you know. Did you get a white neck tattoo? (laughs) Maybe. So it blends in? They do make white tattoos with white ink. I know. Did you get one that we only we need? When I burn, you'll see it. A black light to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a stamp that says I was at a club last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time. When we're we... not going to see anybody, Chris. Why this not? is this is a radio. We could see them live on Facebook or live on TikTok. I guess Twitter has something live too. Because that went over so well. <laughs> it did. I had fun. All right, see you next time. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. J.L. Chose. No, Laura. No, Laura. How does Bye. Mike- Bye. How does Mike Tyson say Laura? Who's Laura? <laughs> Catch you on the... No, let's use... <laughs> I've done that to you before. I'm going to take it anyway. Catch you on the flippity flop. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Gang. Podcast 42 is performed by Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trose, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly in this particular episode. All information given may or may not be true. Sound design by P42 Incorporated and is recorded in the Podcast 42 studios. Logo by Cute Panda. Find Cute Panda on Facebook for commissions. Theme music by Cremo. Find more music by Cremo on Cremo.net. Podcast 42 is a proud member of the Podfix Network. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.